the illegitimate biased press campaigns for Biden. We face an election of monumental consequence with a president with communication challenges, a public that gets caught up in the minutiae of spun narratives, and a poisonous press that long ago abandoned the legitimizing tasks of the fourth estate to join the fifth column. As the fifth column continues its relentless efforts at a soft coup via character assassination of a duly elected president and other machinations, it seems some historical perspective is in order. Many have compared Trump's irascible personality to that of former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, not to suggest that the two men are identical, but rather to suggest that irascibility is not a trait that disqualifies a person from leadership. The comparison of today's press, which is way on the wrong side of history, and yesteryear's press also bears examination. One writer reviewing the movie The Darkest Hour described Churchill as, quote, a volatile person hushed and brooding one moment and manic the next, end quote who wrestled with concealing information from the British people, as many American presidents have done, often with the complicity of the press. And I quote the reviewer, The British people, however, can't know that Churchill is quietly doubting his every move. He restlessly questions himself over whether or not to tell them the truth of the German advance into Western Europe, which of course is a swift and terrible invasion that will soon threaten Britain's own borders tell them and risk pandemonium, or skirt the truth for the sake of the national morale, end quote. But now, the fifth column came unglued when they weren't told by Trump's doctors precisely what Trump's oxygen levels were at every moment of his recent hospitalization and whether he ever required supplemental oxygen. Meanwhile, the press concealed that JFK consumed boatloads of drugs and had multiple serious health issues, and I quote from an article about this, Kennedy suffered from colitis, prostatitis, and a disorder called Addison's disease, which affects the body's ability to regulate blood sugar and sodium. He also had osteoporosis of the lower back, causing pain so severe that he was unable to perform simple tasks, such as reaching across his desk to pull papers forward or pulling the shoe and sock onto his left foot. Medical records reveal that Kennedy variously took codeine, demerol, and methadone for pain, ritalin, a stimulant, meprobamate and librium for anxiety, barbiturates for sleep, thyroid hormone, and injections of a blood derivative, gamma globulin, a medicine that combats infections. During the Bay of Pigs fiasco in 1961 and the Cuban Missile Crisis in October 1962, Kennedy was taking steroids for his Addison's disease, painkillers for his back, antispasmodics for his colitis, antibiotics for urinary tract infections, antihistamines for his allergies, and on at least one occasion, an antipsychotic drug to treat a severe mood change that Jackie Kennedy believed was brought on by the antihistamines. This deluge of drugs often had side effects, including grogginess or even depression. To treat this, Kennedy's took still more anti-anxiety medications, end quote. Perhaps society should discuss whether the public needs to know every aspect of a president's health at every moment. Is absolute transparency necessary? If so, why isn't the fifth column demanding that Biden have neurological testing done to determine if he has serious cognitive impairment issues and demanding release of the results? Does absolute transparency 
always serve the public good? Are there times when absolute transparency might undermine the public good? Franklin Delano Roosevelt was scrupulous in his efforts to conceal from the public the full extent of his disability from polio, efforts that included enlisting the help of the press. And I quote from an article on the FDR Library website, Masking his disability in his home was one thing, but the real challenge arose when he was asked to appear in public or deliver a speech. Often he was required to navigate to a podium or area in which he would greet listeners. Of course, FDR could have simply chosen to remain in his wheelchair during public events, but he wanted to ensure America that he was capable. He never wanted Americans to get the impression that he was helpless, so it was important to him to at least seem as if he could walk. FDR devised a method of walking in which he used a cane in the arm of his son or advisor for balance. He would maneuver his hips and swing his legs forward in a swaying motion to make it appear as if he was walking. Stairs were also a challenge for FDR. He learned to support his weight with just his arms, holding himself up as if he were on parallel bars and swing his way down toward the next step. FDR requested that the press avoid photographing him walking, maneuvering, or being transferred from his car. The stipulation was accepted by most reporters and photographers, but periodically someone would not comply. The Secret Service was assigned to purposely interfere with anyone who tried to snap a photo of FDR in a disabled or weak state. End quote. If a health issue does not compromise a president's ability to do his job, does the public need to or have a right to know about it? One could argue that a slight drop in pulse ox levels or the administration of supplemental oxygen for a day affect President Trump's ability to do his job less than a bout of gastroenteritis would and far less than vascular dementia, Alzheimer's disease, or Lewy body dementia would. It's obvious that the mainstream press, also known as leftist propagandists, have no commitment to impartiality in reporting. While they fulminated at full ferocity that a fully masked Trump, who has a 95% chance of surviving COVID-19, took a ride with fully masked Secret Service agents who have a 99.8% chance of surviving COVID-19, if they contract it, They say nothing about mostly turbulent BLM and Antifa agitators, some wearing largely ineffective masks, packing the streets shoulder to shoulder and screaming in the faces of law enforcement. While the press regularly accuses Trump of lying, they ignore Biden's long history of whopper telling, including during the debate when he said that questions regarding his thoroughly corrupt profiteering son Hunter's shady business dealings have been, quote, thoroughly discredited, end quote. Imagine what the press would do if there were conclusive proof that Donald Jr. had received $3.5 million from the wife of a Russian political leader. Recent polling shows that Trump's numbers have declined. Why anyone on the right, center, or just left of center would weight Trump's rhetorical clumsiness, his debate interruptions, his COVID-19 infection, or his efforts to skirt the truth for the sake of national morale more heavily than his accomplishments amid an unprecedented sustained attack by corrupt Democrats in Congress and the media is baffling. 
Can they really not see the forest for the trees? Do they really want to give more power to corrupt Democrats in Congress and the presidency to a cognitively impaired recluse? Do they want to pay for the slaughter of babies in the womb, including full-term babies? Are they so blind that they cannot see the danger to the republic posed by the appointment of activist federal judges and Supreme Court justices who will legislate from the bench? Do they want to see the Supreme Court packed and the filibuster eliminated? Do they want to see businesses locked down again? Do they want to return the U.S. to energy dependence on Middle East oil? Do they want to see taxes raised, businesses regulated into the ground, and China assiduously stroked? Do they want to see free college for all students, including illegal immigrants? Do they want law enforcement reimagined and defunded, ICE and the DEA eliminated and borders opened? Do they want all women's sports, locker rooms, restrooms, prisons, shelters, semi-private hospital rooms, nursing home rooms, and dorms sexually integrated? Do they want their First Amendment religious speech and assembly rights diminished through the Equality Act? Do they want government to protect the invasive, tyrannical, leftist behemoth, Big Brother, I mean Big Tech? The much-detested propaganda arm of the Democrat machine, formerly known as the mainstream press, keeps feverishly spinning and hurling out shiny bluish herrings to beguile a low-information, nearsighted public with a fondness for melodrama and a short attention span. Let's hope and pray the public takes its eyes off those stinking fish before it's too late.